that is buttery. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject and have to find the weirdest, funniest or most interesting stories on that subject. Players' stories will be scored by our judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, looking a bit damp from just jumping off Niagara Falls, it's Chow. Hola. And joining us, having just jumped over a mountain lion full of snakes, Chucky. Yo. And of course, our head judge Joe, who will be scoring us today. You're right. Um, this week's episode, I need stories about DIY. That's lucky, Joe. And you will be judged on the moist system. <laughs> oh, I hate it. The most original, interesting, silly tale. <laughs> we should start with Chucky. All right. So. DIY comes in many forms, whether it be deciding you're going to finally finish changing all the doorknobs in your house, or maybe finally putting down some flagging in your backyard. Or maybe you're a disgraced political figure who got banned from the majority of social media sites and have decided you'll make your own. Sometimes you have to do it yourself. (laughs) Let me tell you a story about just one of these times, involving a guy named William Schmidt. William, at the turn of the 20th century, was a gold miner in the El Paso Mountains in California, and William had a problem. William would mine his gold ore, and would then need to transport it to the smelter in South Mojave, but the path there was treacherous. William was quoted as saying that he would never haul his ore to the Mojave smelter, down that back trail. Without proper roads being available around the mountain, and going over the mountain being a no-go, there was only one choice left for William. He was going to have to go through the mountain. That's when his 40-year dig would begin. William used nothing but a pickaxe, a shovel, and a four-pound hammer to carve out a tunnel that was 1.8 meters tall and three meters wide. Oh, and he may have used some dynamite too. But, as if that alone wasn't impressive, the material he was typically dealing with was solid granite. Now, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to give granite a little knock to assess its sturdiness, but that shit is solid. William dug through 760 meters of the stuff, and it was estimated that he had moved a staggering 5,260 metric tons of rock, using nothing more than just a wheelbarrow. When (laughs) William was halfway through what had pretty much become his life's work, in a turn of events that anyone else would have eventually considered fortunate, the government built a road around the mountain, eliminating the need for a tunnel. But William was obsessed. He had put so much into digging this hole that he, was going to, he wasn't going to stop now. And despite his many injuries, he saw the project through. The weird thing about all this, though, is when William did complete the tunnel, he ended up selling it without hauling any ore through it himself. So I guess the weird thing about DIY is that sometimes it's more about doing it than anything else. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. So they built the road and just like, this is a principal thing now. That's <laughs> it. He's I've a seen man versus mountain. I yeah. literally <laughs> imagine him like Yosemite Sam throwing his hat on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like, it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre. Like, imagine going, well, fuck it, I might as well carve a hole out of this thing. Then starting, like, after one year, you must have think, you know, like, thought, God, I'm only 140 for the way through here. <laughs> but I'll carry on going, you know, there's no other things I Got can do. sweet but... kitchen worktops out of it. <laughs> no, because he's, he's just chipping it out, isn't he? He's blowing, that out. blowing the fuck up yeah. out of it. So it's not even like he's cutting huge chunks out for tombstones and shit. He's, he's literally making fun. posh gravel. Just having too much fun, I think, rather well, than 
I think at the end of it, he must have forgot why he started. Oh, <laughs> shit, the gold mine. <laughs> That's where I should have been digging. <laughs> yeah, like who's running the mine while he's doing all this? Surely if he's got miners, they're kitted out for that sort of thing. That is their job. Why don't you just get them to do that? Or was he, not, was he panning for gold or was he... If you were panning for it, I don't think you'd get enough that we would need to... Yeah, haul it that far. What is it called? The the ore? Yeah. But. Well, I mean, like, spill the fucking smelter then. You know what I mean? If if you're gonna yeah. like, that's surely oh. less effort than digging through a granite. I've mountain. played a lot of Valheim. I'm yeah. You build a smelter. You build a yeah yeah. 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 See, you never had to dig a a, a tunnel, did you, Christ? I have. Was it's it easy? Did it take forty years? No, no. It <laughs> took about like two in-game days. Yeah. That's, that's, his whole, that's quite a lot. That's his whole prime of his life, isn't it? Gone in just digging that. That's it, yeah. Well, is it still there? Uh, yeah, it, it is. You can I think we should it. go and see it one day because I genuinely <laughs> want to go and just. Low whistle as we look at this tunnel. Well, it sure is a tunnel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't a waste of a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, while I was researching this, there's actually another guy in Hackney who also spent 40 years digging little tunnels underneath his house. Was uh, he panning for gold as well in Hackney? No, no, so his, his whole story, other than being batshit crazy, is, oh, well, you know, I wanted a wine cellar, so I dug out a cellar, but then I dug a little more, a little more. And they, they like, the council came along with, like, ultrasound, and, like, ultrasonic scanners or whatever, and it's, like, 80 metres worth of tunnels going yeah. from underneath his house. <laughs> he had to move into a high-rise flat to stop him digging. <laughs> and then he just digs down into the next room. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's people in Old the habits. And... Die hard. There's yeah. the, the, that is a bit of a problem, isn't it, in parts of London? Like, um, like, like you get these um, Russian ogolarks buying like huge mansions, and then what they do then is they want a cinema room and a bowling alley in this little, like, you know, um, I don't know, Notting Hill Palace. So they just... And there's no laws against digging down so they just they just get excavators and they just dig this shit out and they put like subterranean bloody swimming Whoa. pools on, underneath and all sorts Nuts of crazy crap I remember reading about that and it's, it was um, they said that because they dig so deep they they bury the excavators in the concrete not the men like the machines because <laughs> it's, like cheap, it's, it's cheaper than, 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 <laughs> than, than, than trying to airlift them out Jeez. Right. and you're just thinking just fuck off mate you know, just fuck off. Why does yeah? <laughs> and they're only there. You don't get a lot of like yeah, sort yeah. of ground space in London. So that's the point, isn't it? Like, the problem. So you have to like dig it. But yeah, but you, digging you down is a to... coward's move. <laughs> dig upwards. Yeah, yeah. Real men dig up. <laughs> yeah, but more could... Simpsons references there. <laughs> you could just go somewhere a bit cheaper, loads of land, and just build a fuck off mansion there with all the rooms I mean, you want. Oh, and that un- what you do to be fair, like an underground sexy cinema sounds fucking great, doesn't it? Like. <laughs> An underground pool sounds fun. But after how many swims or... But then like, also, you know. once you've died of fucking vitamin D deficiency, once <laughs> yeah. you've got rickets in that pool, it's it, it becomes less fun, doesn't it? It becomes more like a fallout shelter, doesn't it, after a <clears> while? <throat> well, there is. have you seen the fallout shelter that they've converted into like a luxury house? And they've put, they've put pools and a gym and everything. It is, quite, it is fucking cool, apart from... I think that's the only thing, though. It looks all looks amazing and stunning, but the one sense you do get is, is like there's no mm. windows in it. You yeah. can't look out. So as amazing as it is, after a few days you'd be like, I'd like to see the sky at some point. <laughs> I if you throw in yeah. that kind of money at it, you can afford yeah. somewhere with a window. A compromise. I, a I went don't mean to, to brag, but my house has got windows. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking show off. Uh, <laughs> Have you paid the window tax? Because all I've just got is, is, is archery holes in my. You're wall. like Mr. Twit, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Putting up chipboard. <laughs> 
I went in outside Birmingham. I went to film, um, well, to help film some stuff uh, yeah. in the these Drake Low tunnels, which is this massive, like six mile network of tunnels the government drilled into the side of a fucking mountain uh, during the war, during our war, and it's it's still there. It's just these massive just corridors that go on forever in the darkness, um, and it's fucking terrifying. I bet. Fine. But they left stuff there. No. So me and my friend were like, they were just like, oh yeah, just go and explore. We're doing shots. We'll just go and cool, explore. Cool, a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was worse. That was just like worse than a nuke. <laughs> a nuke, a nuke. I'd expect like, but it was it was like it was, it was uh, skeletons. Yeah. Uh, two little orphan boys whose eyes lit up when they saw us. Like literally, like, children of the fucking car. I hope that shepherd's pie in your trousers. <laughs> But no, it's just these things went on for ages. And the, the further you went, there was, there was like a dormitory where they just left all these these beds, like cast iron, not cast iron, but like enameled beds. The, the mattresses had rotted away, but there's just these frames there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck this. I've seen all Silent right. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. But when all we right. were leaving, they were like, it's, it's too expensive to take stuff back. Find somewhere to dump shit. So I was like, tidy. Found the shower room. Fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> opened, a, opened a cubicle to put these barrels in and I thought oh fucking one of them nurses is going to come out of the fucking ground <laughs> I was like in out no one's ever going in there again because it was fucking it was yeah, six miles of, of of corridor underground whereabouts it's just outside Birmingham just outside Drake Low Tunnels uh, I think it's now being used as a like a um, what, somewhere they store wine to mature a cellar, cellar. Wine, wine cellar, cellar. Or a yeah. wine maturation facility. something like that yeah Ooh, but it was um, it was genuinely terrible. It was it was genuinely the most horrifying place I've ever been. It was two days in there, and I got like you were saying before, you coughed up black shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ew. There was new kinds of molds in there that I'd never seen. <laughs> Unknown to science. <laughs> yeah, and you've brought them back to the surface with you. <laughs> it was, but you had to walk through like a decontamination area to get in. Wow. Yeah. And there's these huge rooms that had these industrial fans that pumped air out and filtered air back in and stuff. Of course, it was, yeah, shit. It was really, right. really interesting. I'll, I'll show you some photos later on if you want. It, it's, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. But it was, um, it was genuinely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you think people, that was designed for people to live in for like extended periods as well? Yeah, they, they had, oh, uh, no. think, there was like little bureaus, tuck shops, and to get your rations and stuff. Just in these, oh, wow. these, these, just these straight corridors that went on for. Two, three miles. I think. I think when you look at the map, it's set out like a New York City. So it's it's streets and then little mm. bits across. Yeah, Christ. But it's yeah. It was. Yeah. We found we we found the main kitchen, and they've just left kitchen equipment there. Like so there's a difference with like American oh, cities and ours, isn't it? Like, do you know, I'd like pill for a ladle or something, just so you could say you had it. I would. Haunted it was, it was yeah. used. It was used for airsoft for a while, so you oh, could right. you could run around doing fucking laser quest. You in, could set up like oh, an awesome wow. zombie experience down there. That'd be absolutely terrifying. Christ. Anyway, um, ciao. Whilst taking on a DIY project can be a shrewd way to save a few quid, fill up a bank holiday weekend, and give yourself a sense of pride and achievement, it's not without its risks. Over two hundred thousand people are admitted to A and E each year with injuries sustained whilst doing it at an estimated cost to the taxpayer of over £220 million. The prime suspect when sustaining injuries in the name of home improvement is the use of ladders. Over 30,000 people a year are hospitalised by ladder-related injuries alone. So whilst the mandatory health and safety training most of us have been subjected to at some point in our professional lives, 
they are worth listening to and taking on board. Thankfully, my DIY related injuries have been limited to the odd bruise or stub finger or toe, the kind of injury that 10 seconds of profanity laden language usually resolves. Whilst I have been fortunate to have avoided significant injury whilst making some home improvements, I know some people who have been less fortunate. Two of my mum's friends have received significant injuries in the pursuit of home improvements. One of my mum's friends is missing the tip of her left index finger after slipping whilst using a power drill. They were lining up a hole to drill into a wall and had one hand next to the mark they were planning on drilling into when they slipped. She remembers the incident vividly. There was a full on time slowed down moment as she slipped according to her and she told me about the incident and she witnessed the tip of the drill go in through the nail bed and into her finger. Oh! The drill tip was hot as this was one of several holes she'd been drilling into a brick wall. So the wound was cauterised, but apparently the smell and subsequent experience was enough to put her off bacon sandwiches for a while. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Another friend of my mum's lost an eye after oh, a fuck you <laughs> so long, man. Fuck's sake. Another friend of my mum has lost an eye after a freak accident whilst cutting some wood to make a bookcase on a circular saw. Despite taking every reasonable precaution, including wearing safety glasses, the wood splintered in such a way that it came under the glasses and punctured his eyeball. Oh, fuck, man. Come on. You ain't winning this, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Attempts to save his eye were unsuccessful. He now sports a glass eye, technically a coral eye, Modern prosthetic eyes are now made from coral as they can be painted to closely resemble a human eye and are rarely biologically rejected by the host's body. Although attempts to get a smiley face and eight ball glass eye like the baddie and last action hero yes, on the boy. NHS have been so far been unsuccessful. Gentlemen, your queasy as fuck rebuttals, please. <laughs> how hot was this fucking drill? Oh man, I was about to say, so I got a drill for Christmas like once when I first sort of bought my own house and was doing a load of DIY shit. And I wasn't too versed in DIY at that point. And I was drilling some stuff outside some bricks. And you do not realise how hot those drill bits mm -hmm. get until you try and take one out yeah, with an yeah, ungloved yeah. finger, with an ungloved hand. And yeah, I had a right burn through the middle of my hand for like quite see, a while. It's see, I, I, fraction, I, isn't it? Yeah, it, is, it was an ex-council house. And I, 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 my first house I lived in was a very, very similar one. And it's one of those. I think they're made out of bricks, like berry brick that are made in the locality. And they are hard as they're really, really solid. I know it sounds stupid, but they're... Like yeah, rock solid, engineering really, rocks. you know, not like some of the brittle ones you get now. Um, and yeah, I can easily see it being hot enough, you know, you could generate enough friction there to really, mm. really heat it up. Christ. Yeah, I think that takes me back to high school. I was doing um woodwork and I was stood there with the teacher, and we were doing this sort of thing on the lathe with this bit of like cheap, shitty school supplied wood, and it just cracked in half. And literally, this half this bit of wood just flew inches past yep. my face. And all the teacher had to say was like. <laughs> close eh and he just walked off and went yeah, yeah. Like, technically you don't need to do paperwork for that one yeah. Yeah. he also was the PE teacher at the same time as well. yeah. that's the British oh. education system for you yeah. uh, fuck man. I mean I was oh, punk punctured his eye yeah uh, that's, that's one of the, the worst, that's the thing isn't it and I you went that's... effort to save it what were they trying to just put fucking gravy in there yeah, what you know, if you lose the tip of your finger, they say put it in ice. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you puncture your eye, I don't know, put lilt in it. I, I don't, I, don't I, I think the, I don't know if you, I don't know the ins and outs. Maybe they tried stitching it up and, and saving oh, it. Or I don't know. Worst, it refilled. It yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> obviously, because if it goes, I, I, obviously like you can't. Like a fucking Nando's. Yeah. 
I don't right. like this. I no, don't know. He might, no. not, have been, he might <laughs> not have been pretty, but still I had mean, some function. But he, mean, he just, it's just gone now. Oh. He's just got one. Oh. But that's what I was saying about actually what, that's the cool thing as well, because obviously with an eye, with a prosthetic eye, you want it to you want it to be able to attach to the eye muscles. Yeah, and so, that's, you can... so you can so when you look left, your eyeball moves left and, mm. and right, etc. And um that's why they end up using coral, because your your Binds, muscle but... will, will graft to the coral and it won't biologically reject it. Whereas that's cool, and obviously you're not like with you know, you can use titanium implants and that doesn't reject the body, but your body your body will not recognise it as part of itself. A bio- biological tissue will actually bond to it. So that's, that's why they like use coral. Weird sort of cyber cyberpunky sort of future, yeah. isn't it? But it's, yeah, it's like organic. Yeah. And I found out that there are I think there are it's three It's still gross, you're not gonna win. Yeah. I like I like that fact. There yeah. are three um, people whose jobs it is. They are paid by the NHS and their full time job is people who've lost eyes or have because it's it's maybe not so through much to accidents anyway, but um cancer patients. If you get right, cancer yeah. of the eye, you can just have your eyeball removed and then it's it's gone. Um, and there are three people who are employed by the NHS full time, and what they do is is they will scan a picture of your left eye, and they will paint. That's what Fucking they do. They do match. Hell. They match your other eye. So um, there are you know there are people who, who that's their full time job is painting eye eyeballs. Paint. Oh, that's crazy. Christ. I mean. I just get a patch. There's so much to be said about cool. eye patches. Yeah. That, they tell a story. The guy get like a cool looking the guy, parody one. Like the Gabriel. Yeah. I, I gonna, yeah. The guy next door, he's lovely, um, but he has an eye patch. I don't know if he's got an eye operation, but every time I see him, I just hear, in the back of my head, I just do a little pirate impression. Well, in the back yeah, because that's so much. Also, juvenile. I've stayed. In, I've stayed in your house, not when you were there, and no. I think <laughs> I know how. He, I think I know how he lost his eye. <laughs> <laughs> Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Last up, Chris. Okay. So, my story on DIY is actually pretty well known already, but I think it's such a remarkable real life story that it's worth telling for those who don't know of it. It's a story that I think could almost be called a sort of modern folklore tale in both its absurdity and tragedy. And I think this story contains two instances of DIY one in the sense of building something and one in the sense of taking the law into their own hands. So this happened in a small town called Granby in Colorado and focuses on a man called Martin Hemeyer. Or Hemeyer. Hemeyer owned a welding shop where he mainly fixed car mufflers for a living. The welding shop sat on top of two acres that Hemeyer also owned. This two acres soon became a source of contention between him, other businesses and the government. I won't bore you too much with the numerous finer details of the red tape imposed on his land by the government, but a couple of examples are the government turning down building a sewer line to his premises, and allowing the construction of a concrete plant over the access road to his shop, meaning he was effectively boxed in and his customers boxed out. Having had enough of the constant disputes between himself and both the government and other local businesses, Hemeyer eventually sold the land for over 10 times the price he bought it for originally which some people would be happy with, but not Hemeyer. Having put up with what he thought was mistreatment to himself for over 10 years, and as we're about to find out, probably wasn't sound of mind, Hemeyer decided in- instead decided to enact his own revenge on the town he felt had wronged him. This is where our first instance of DIY came into it. Hemeyer locked himself away for the next 18 months with a newly bought bulldozer, some concrete, sheet metal, various guns and his welding skills and went to work on his creation, which would go on to be dubbed the Killdozer. <laughs> 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 
The Killdozer became a heavily armoured, gun-turreted, bulletproof and explosion-resistant machine of destruction, complete with air conditioning. <laughs> and on June 4th, 2004, Hemeyer did some more DIY in the form of taking it upon himself to enact the justice he felt he deserved. He drove the Killdozer out into town, went on to knock down 13 buildings and caused $7 million worth of damage to the town. He ploughed through the concrete plant, the town hall, the newspaper office, a former judge's home, the hardware store and other homes during his two hour seven minute rampage. Authorities realised that every business or home that had been bulldozed had some connection to Hemeyer and his plight against the zoning committee. As he attempted to bulldoze a hardware store, he got the killdozer stuck in a foundation. Knowing his spree had come to an end, Hemeyer killed himself with a gunshot to the head in his cockpit, determined to leave the world on his own terms. According to authorities, once he'd sealed himself inside the cockpit, it would be impossible to get out, and they don't believe he ever wanted to. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Fuck. Have you not heard I, this story before? I, no, no, I, I knew about it, and I, 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 when I first saw it, I thought, oh wow, crazy guy's gone to town you know, to really do some damage here, and I didn't realise like what the backstory was. Mm. Did, uh, did the guy end up injuring or killing anybody? Did the guy end up hurting or killing anybody? No, only himself. He was the only injury or fatality of the okay. day. It, it, some people sort of praise him a bit as a sort of folklore hero because he sort of... Stood up to the man. Stood up to the man. But there's other sources that kind of say, like, they were pretty amicable with him and he just really wanted to do some... I've seen people who, yeah, they get a bee in the bonnet and then they just... They, they, yeah, it's, a, just, it's just a, a killdozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a guy in... Like in Rottenstall, different story. Armored wheelbarrow. Well, he, had, he had his electricity cut off, and then um, so he just lived without electricity for like five years. And a woman came round from the from like the board, and we're like, we're, we're really sorry about the. It was an administrative fuck up. Can we we like to apologise and we'll, we'll start afresh? He was like, no, no. And then other people coming round, and it was like he had like um, you know, like your what's it called your thing where all the switches are your TV Fuse box. distribution Fuse box. Board. Oh, okay. and the guy was like that's your problem I can fix it right now and you can have electricity and everything will be fine he was like no that's and he just had a chip on his shoulder and just think yeah. to himself yeah. you just you just play in the system here just just accept that there was a fuck up yeah they were at fault but you can move on with your life yeah yeah but Freeman of the land mate yeah. <laughs> but also he was done dirty by the, the yeah. US government yeah, yeah. They, they, they fucked him over royally but then to just I think it was like 18 months. Yeah. At no point did you just go, oh, I, I, I could just have a wank. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's 18 months fortifying yeah. a kill this sort of decision and, and that... is a post-wank clarity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've made a tenfold, it was like the tenfold increase in the price of the, of the land value. You're like, yeah. fuck it, yeah, I got done over, but I am now... I'm moving to Hawaii and exactly. taking up cliff diving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. But the thing was, it was, um, it was, it was, Engineered perfectly. It was just why did it take him eighteen months? I've watched the A Team. You can knock that shit up in a barn in like twenty because minutes. This was, I mean, theoretically lethal. This Whereas the A Team never made anything that was lethal. They make cabbage cannons yeah. and stuff, but <laughs> nothing that ever fired actual bullets. Yeah. So I said they had um, had air conditioning inside. It also had like a a camera mounted on yep. the roof that was like encased in like really strong bulletproof perspex, so we could steer. He had um, like cameras in the cockpit with the monitors, so right. he could see everything from inside without looking through a window. Cool. Or... That's yeah. so yeah. insane. Pretty well engineered, and 
Imagine, like, so he, he hit up the hardware store as well, didn't he? Yeah. And you just imagine, he must have been going in there for months at that point. Like, <laughs> wow, you're buying a lot of... Um, concrete re- and Yeah, reinforced steel. concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and all those guns. J- Jimmy, Jimmy, has that perspex that's bulletproof come in yet? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, let me know when it does, because I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to work on Friday. Well, what did that show? That's a private business. What was his, what was his uh, umbrage with the uh, hardware? Like I said, I didn't go too into the sort of red tape but there was it wasn't just the government that he was having um, contention with but it was also other local businesses and everyone who didn't make his Christmas card list was pretty much like, yeah, yeah. that scene in Billy Madison where he phones up uh, and crosses it off <laughs> the list <laughs> yeah. it's like that the day before the man who ran the fucking donut shop is like by the way Kildo's a man yeah I'm sorry I fucked your order up the other day and he's like yeah, off yeah. the list <laughs> <laughs> you got off lucky this time yeah um, but it is I, I, I mean I'm 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 gonna give the winner now because it's Chris because I fucking love the Kildoza story. <laughs> it's sad that he shot himself in the end. Yes, but he went in there knowing it was a one way trip. Yeah, and I have to sort of applaud that. I've never been so aggrieved at anything that I would spend 18 years building a contraption to to just destroy stuff and then go peace and just fucking <laughs> drop the mic so, and yeah. be on my way. Like it's it's yeah. uh I, I, yeah it, it's a and if you look at the killdozer it's it's a fucking piece of beautiful machinery that he made yeah because it didn't overheat it it was it was it's just great and it did doze yeah <laughs> and it did kill it wasn't for those foundations he'd be halfway to mexico by now <laughs> i would still be going yeah. to this there not to be confused with the shitty made for tv film killdozer as well by the way which yeah, is a real film oh no is it based on the same no it's before oh. it's like 1980 or I want to say Ooh, potential yeah. influence no <laughs> <laughs> maybe it just made him angry I don't know. Yeah. you can uh, follow us on twitter at weirdthingpod come and say hello thanks for listening and we will see you next episode weird thing about that Boom, 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 boom.